Hello, my friend, and welcome to Wisdom Trek. I am Guthrie Chamberlain, your guide to wisdom and creating a living legacy. Thank you for joining us for our five-day-per-week wisdom and legacy-building podcast. We are broadcasting from our studios at the Big House in Marietta, Ohio. This is day 971 of our trek, and it is Wisdom Wednesday. Creating a biblical worldview is important in order to have a proper perspective on today's current events. To establish a biblical worldview, it is required that we have a proper understanding of God's Word. Especially in our Western cultures, we do not fully understand the scriptures from the mindset and the culture of the authors. In order to help us to have a better understanding of some of the more obscure passages in God's Word, we are investing Wisdom Wednesdays reviewing a series of essays from one of today's most prominent Hebrew scholars, Dr. Michael S. Heiser. He has compiled these essays into a book called, I Dare You Not to Bore Me with the Bible. While reading or listening to most news today, you would think that the world is going to hell in a handbasket. Too many of us forget that the Lord of Heaven's armies is prevailing, even today. Today's essay we will explore, That Jesus Declares War. Let's start our essay with the familiar verses both Protestant and Catholics know. But we will dig much deeper into the cosmic meaning behind the verses. And this is Matthew chapter 16, verses 17 and 18. Jesus replied, You are blessed, Simon, son of John, because my Father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. Now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock, and upon this rock I will build my church, and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. The powers of hell? Why did Jesus respond to Peter's confession, which is found in Matthew chapter 16, verse 16, which says, Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. We want to look at the powers of hell from a cosmic geography. When we read hell, we naturally think of the realm of the unbelieving dead. But the Greek word that is translated hell, Hades, is also the name for the underworld, Hades, the realm of all the dead, not just the unbelievers. The Hebrew equivalent to Hades is Sheol, the place under the earth where all went after this life ended. Sheol is a place of no return according to Job chapter 17 verse 16 in which ropes trap its inhabitant, 2 Samuel chapter 22 verses 5 and 6, preventing any escape, Job chapter 7 verse 9. It is thought that both the righteous and the unrighteous went to Sheol. The righteous believer, however, could hope for the deliverance and eternity with God, according to Psalms chapter 40, verse 15. But as for me, God will redeem my life. He will snatch me from the power of the grave. While the imagery associated with the underworld would have unnerved the disciples, Jesus' references to the gates or the powers of Hades would have jolted them for another reason. If they knew the Old Testament well, they understood that they were standing before the very gates or the powers of which Jesus spoke. The gates are powers of hell from a terrestrial geography. Matthew chapter 16 takes place in Caesarea Philippi, situated near a mountainous region containing Mount Hermon. In the Old Testament, this region was known as Bashan, a place with a sinister reputation. According to the Old Testament, Bashan was controlled by two kings, Shion and Og, who were associated with the ancient giant clans, the Rephraim and the Anakim, as described in Deuteronomy chapter 2 verses 10 through 12 and Joshua chapter 12 verses 1 through 5. The two main cities in the kingdom were Ashtaroth and Edrei, 
home of the Rephaim, according to Deuteronomy chapter 3, verse 1, chapter 3, verses 10 and 11, and Joshua chapter 12, verses 4 and 5. The cities of the Rephaim inhabitants are mentioned by name in the Canaanite or Ugarit cuneiform tablets. The people of the Ugarit believed that the Rephaim were the spirits of the dead warrior kings. They also believed that the cities of Ashtaroth and Idre were an entryway to the underworld or the gates of Sheol. Also during Israel's divided kingdom period, King Jeroboam built a pagan religious center at Pan, which is just south of Mount Hermon. And this is where the Israelites worshipped Baal instead of Yahweh. For the disciples, Bashan was an evil, otherly world domain. But they had two other reasons to feel queasy about where they were standing. According to Jewish tradition, Mount Hermon was located where the divine sons of God had descended from heaven, ultimately corrupting mankind via their offspring with human women. Genesis chapter 6 verses 1 through 4. These offsprings were known as the Nephilim, ancestors of Anakim and Rephraim. Numbers chapter 13 verses 30 through 33. In Jewish theology, the spirits of these giants were the demons as described in Second Temple Jewish book, 1 Enoch chapter 15 verses 1 through 12. To make the region even spookier, Caesarea Philippi had been built and dedicated to Zeus. This pagan god was worshipped at a religious center built just a short distance from the more ancient one in Dan, at the foot of Mount Hermon. Aside from a brief interlude during the time between Joshua and Solomon, the gates of hell were continually open for business. And this is why Jesus declares war. The rock which Jesus refers to in this passage was neither Peter nor himself. It was the physical rock on which they were standing, the foot of Mount Hermon, the demonic headquarters of the Old Testament and the Greek world. We often presume that the phrase, all the powers of hell will not conquer it, describes a church taking on the onslaught of evil. It is described in the church that sees Jesus as the conqueror. Jesus was declaring war on evil and death. Jesus would build his church atop the gates or the powers of hell. He is currently in the process of building his kingdom on earth and completely annihilating the powers of hell. That will conclude our essay for today. Next Wisdom Wednesday, we will continue in the New Testament as we look at Dr. Heiser's next essay titled, My Guardian Angel. I believe that you'll find this another interesting topic to consider as we build our biblical worldview. Tomorrow, we will continue with our three-minute humor nugget that will provide you with a bit of cheer, which will help you to lighten up and live that rich and satisfying life. So encourage your friends and family to join us and to come along with us tomorrow for another day of Wisdom Trek creating a legacy. If you'd like to listen to any of the past 970 treks or read the wisdom journals, they are all available at wisdom-trek.com. I encourage you to subscribe to Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts so that each day's trek will be downloaded to you automatically. And thank you so much for allowing me to be your guide, your mentor, but most importantly, I am your friend as I serve you through the Wisdom Trek podcast and journal. And as we take this trek of life together, let us always live abundantly, love unconditionally, listen intentionally, learn continuously, lend to others generously, lead with integrity, and then leave a living legacy each day. I am Guthrie Chamberlain reminding you to keep moving forward. Enjoy your journey and then create a great day every day. See you tomorrow.